0: Kia ora, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast, this is podcast 96 and I have tāhae, which I'm realizing I'm using a lot of Māori terms peculiar to a language here in Aotearoa that people don't understand, so tāhae, if you hear me say tāhae, tāhae means um, thief or take or steal, so today I'm doing a bit of a tāhae on my brother from another mother. Um, fellow Gojugai, Sensei Josh Scanlon for the Kai and we're going to do a tight 30 minutes it's been an interesting one because we're doing this via Zoom so you may hear uh, Sensei Josh talk about my background, I've gone crazy and put this lavish background that you guys won't see Um, and Josh has thankfully come to the rescue it's been a real technical crazy morning (laughs) so it's been about 25 minutes of us messing around and me not being able to push the right buttons Um, and yeah just screwing up machines and recording and all that and he's jumped in and sorted out how are you bro yep
1: good good how are you uh oh, you lose track of the days on lockdown don't you now into well into week four how have you been doing what have you been up to
0: well again with the personal questions we're not there yet but at some point we will be <laughs> one jokes. day you're gonna let those walls down yeah. you're gonna talk to me <laughs> um it's actually an interesting way because i work a lot from home anyway so it has been different in that i've had a lot of time to spend with my partner and the kids which has been cool it's been and i'm also really lucky that um, i have a dojo set up and a little bit of a gymnasium at home so from a training perspective it's been pretty good from uh, getting out and getting around i live on a farm so i do have opportunities to get and get around but i suppose the things I take them for granted just catching up with mates and friends and family and also, you know, because we are talking about martial arts going down to the dojo and training with my students and friends, that's been a bit of a, a weird one. How have you been how, hmm. have you, how have you guys been doing up there in beautiful Hamilton?
1: Oh yeah, it's good. Uh, it's, it's great having a mansion. We've got uh, Jean-Baptiste uh, <laughs> waiting on our beck and call Jean-Baptiste, absolutely not true <laughs> yeah no it's been good it's been good i've spoken to a lot of people you know that that i'm close to and it's it's a weird thing eh? people are, people are hating it i have found this to be one of the most uh sort of like insightful productive sort of experiments of sort of self-awareness and and all that sort of thing you know people some people in my immediate area um some of my students or, or some family members have hated this time I've, I'll be honest. I've loved it. I'm, I'm now at a point where I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to training. Um, I'm under no illusions that that's going to be anytime soon. But you know, I'm now starting to miss other people. And which sounds really horrible to say, but I've I've enjoyed spending the lock lockdown working on me. You know, and, and as a mm. sensei, you'll appreciate this: is that you spend so long um, so sort of walking into every training thinking, what does everyone else need? Mm. Whereas this time has been, apart from you know, I live with my mum and. My niece, who will do both, train with me. Apart from them, it's been okay. Well, what do I want to do? What do I need? What is my training missing that I can catch up on and, and put in place to make sure that I'm still working on it after lockdown? So, if anything, it's, it's it's kind of gushy, but you know that whole thing about learning to take care of yourself has been so so cool to work on over this time.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a crazy thing too because. It just bro just I didn't even think about it until you just brought it up about you know how you walk into the dojo and where what do we need to cover and what do we need to do just being I'm not afraid of that but having to think of that in a really abstract kind of a way has been really interesting um, yeah and it's funny I saw there's a um, good friend of mine from uh, there in Cairns Australia Sensei Misha Rao, and she put out this oh, I don't know this I guess it was a sort of a saying, but just like she had this great quote about the difference between a sensei and a student is that the sensei never gets an opportunity to not turn up to training. You know, they mm. they they don't always do all the class because, um, completely paraphrasing, I'll try and get it right for next time we get together. But I think it was just to your point about working into the dojo and, and figuring what are we doing tonight and how we're we doing it. It's been a real exercise and and teaching karate in a different way, especially weapon work and things like that. Look, I tried to teach a kata, which you've been teaching the last couple of years, Anan, and um, I tried to teach it to people from scratch, and it was just, it's just a no-go. Doing things like, if you don't know a kata, I find that, I put up lots of video. I put up some videos on private Facebook page for my students so they can follow along, but if you're learning from scratch and you're trying to do it like a conventional lesson, people just get lost. Um, it's mm. just really, really hard to do it that way. So I've kind of been looking at the lessons as an opportunity to connect and train together, but then putting up support videos, I guess, much the same as yourself. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, yeah, just... No, I have nothing to add. Just um, just I've, I've been sort of trying to do the same and, um, you know, keeping the dojo working um when you have no opportunity to see them, um, physically, um, has been such a steep learning curve, but I think it's pushed, you know, we were talking about it the other day is people like Jesse Enkamp, who's been doing this virtual sort of, um, I just got to say virtual reality. No, that's not right. Um, the virtual online sessions for so long. And you know what? People have criticized him for it and said that, you know, it's a, it's a McDojo move and it's a money grab and, and whether or not it is, um, I can't speak for him. I won't try to, but, what he has been as a trailblazer for people like myself who are now trying to start uh not making money off it but you know having supplementary training videos for people who can't or who have to train remotely and don't have um, access to a sensei um
0: yeah no good point I think that um, for me, I mean, over the last few years, you know, I've tried to be a little more prolific in terms of my content and things like that. And it's been interesting. I've got a backlog. I, I say backlog. I've got a YouTube channel. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, goes <laughs> hey, like, sub- subscribe, share. Thanks, guys. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. But share um, this to seven or more people will yeah. bad luck for the next ten years. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But it's been interesting, like I've I've been going, I've really had that for the last maybe two, maybe three years, I've been putting videos up. And I think the most views I've ever got have been about 12 in my videos, which is cool. You know, after the crying, and when I get out of the fetal position and get out from under the table and just sort of cry in the shower about that, um, oh, not
1: f- that's not true. For people that aren't following the page, that will not will need to know that one. Of, I've seen one of at least one of your videos is well over a thousand, if not a few thousand. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, th- th- so. and, and thank you,
0: thank you for that, bro. I needed that. I needed. And that. I noticed
1: actually last time I came over, I saw a frame of that video up on a shelf as like some sort of like glory wall. I don't know what that was about, but you seem to be a little bit self-centered about and, putting and that video house. up on house. a mantelpiece. Yeah.
0: Well, under that spotlight. Well, the hard case thing is, bro. Have you seen the Tiger King? Have you seen the Tiger King documentary? Mm-hmm. And how he's sitting there under a tiger. For me, I do the same thing with my weapons and tigers. I get tired because you know Gorgoroo is tiger in the crane. The hard thing is to yeah. wrangle the crane and get it to stay still long enough, and the tiger not to go after it. And you can have, you know. So I had to move that picture aside. But yeah, you know, yeah. for me, it's about ego. If I can take yeah. just two minutes to self-aggrandize and make myself feel better about my own inadequacy, then it's all been worth it.
1: Between. Yeah, I mean, you reach this level of of self appreciation and self awareness to yeah. realize that Carol Baskin did kill her husband. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It was there, low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit, and all
0: that. <laughs> Let me see you pick up this podcast again. <laughs> but I, I, didn't if we I didn't know we were going there. We didn't know we were going there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was me and Josh's geeky nudity. A side into the world, wonderful world of, um, talking, talking, mm, incredible stuff. Um, Anyway, <laughs> pick up the me? pieces. Let's keep okay. it moving. <laughs> I'm trying, trying. You just, you saboteur. But yeah, there was there was that whole that whole picture debacle thing. Now I can't get, and now I'm seriously thinking about getting. Uh, getting a mullet and dyeing it blonde. I I need to, I feel like I should do. Um, yeah,
1: you, you, I can see that. I can see that you're pulling that off.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you've just totally blindsided <laughs> me with that. Yeah, what were we talking about? We were talking about- um, Oh man, let's just keep going oh, about virtual this. virtual
1: training. Eh? Virtual virtual no, training. No, I don't know how we training. got from
0: beer to, to um, um, Lion King, but touche, touche. Oh, you're talking about the picture up on the mantelpiece. no what i was talking about was like on my youtube channel um it's actually been really because i've got a bit i think i've got the, about 130 videos up and i'm not seriously i'm not doing this as a plug but but what's been really good for my students and for people that i've been working with is then be able to cut or not, um, you know copy and share those videos to underline certain points um and it's forced I think everyone to really think about how they use the platform to inform these students. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after the COVID situation gets to a manageable situation in which we're able to you know, interact as, we, as, we, as once we did. It's going to be a different world. Mm. But I mean, I'm, a, I'm excited by it, man. I'm excited by it. I think one thing I've been heartened by, is, especially in the martial arts community, is how close we've gotten together. Um, yeah. like um, I've been on I've met some really cool people um, there was um, a great dojo up there in Kenzo and I talk about them a little bit in this podcast uh, my good friend uh, PJ Broomie or um, uh, Pum, oh, Pum. <laughs> Pum Paul Broomhall Sensei <laughs> Paul Broomhall Sensei who I've had a great opportunity to interact with a lot in the virtual format and as students who are now more like a sort of an extended part of the family and, and have talked to mm. us, you know, about the Goju guys and the stuff that we're doing and been really, you know, we're going to the Goju Guys, which actually bro, would be probably a good format for us to talk about that too. But I've connected with lots of people, Sensei Chris Hanson who's gonna be on the podcast at some point when our Wi-Fi settles down. Um just all these incredible people that I've met and been inspired by. And I think like you said it's a period of reflection and a period of thinking about the why as well as the how Um, I think Mm. it's easy in a sense to turn up to a dojo two, three times a week or whatever it is and just do your thing but when you have to in a sense find the motivation to do it via this sort of format, a virtual format then that's when the character, that's that's an opportunity for character building right there Mm.
1: yeah how, if I can override this podcast for a bit how much of the sort of, so you like you know, um, you and I have talked in the past few days about, you know, we'll do a training session, uh, I'll teach your students through Zoom uh, and yeah. you, or, and we'll do mm. vice versa sort of thing. How much after the pandemic, or after everything cools down, do you think that will still be a part of training, or do you think it's a, a means to an end for now?
0: I think that it's going to become a viable part of the training. I think it's taken you know, a sort of a tragedy or sort of an event of global magnitude for us, to, not just in terms of the martial arts, but I just think in general, people are going to really be looking at the way that the way they work, the way that they disseminate information, the way that they catch up with colleagues. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the landscape's like after this. And, and mm. I... I think for me, because it's forced us in terms of the martial arts to get really creative. Which you'll find, you know, a lot of martial, good martial artists is actually really creative. Um, you know, in terms of their training and their approach to it, but also that um, this is now part of it. This can actually be a viable training tool. It's kind of been like a pressure mm. test in a, in a way. I mean, my I don't have a professional dojo. I don't depend on the dojo for an income or anything like that. I I wonder how professional dojo are doing it, to be totally honest. I mean, you know, they're, I mean, just like gymnasiums, you know, you're going to a gym, you're paying um, in some, in some cases, quite exorbitant amounts of money to train at um, this wonderful gym. And it's and the whole membership is predicated on the, we've got a great facility and we've got all these classes and, you know, mm. um, sauna and change rooms. And now with all that out of the picture, how do you, I mean, for one, how do you justify continuing to to um, charge fees? Uh, uh, having said that, I've seen plenty of dojo that because, you know, it's like a family, they get on board and go, look, we're just going to keep going until this. This is not a forever thing. This is a now thing. And they're quite happy to continue paying fees. And in, in actual fact, be really supportive of this sensei, especially where there's mm. an economic um, remuneration Sort of type situation for that particular instructor, but I, I yeah. Um, yeah yeah I'm sure. And there was a long ass way of saying where well, I think that we've turned a corner in terms of how we mm. do our classes and how we um, move forward. So I'm excited by it, man. I'm, I'm totally excited by it.
1: You know? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the other thing that you have with um with the Zoom, you know, I've, um doing the classes through Zoom or like Skype sessions, or... Let me just get you into copyright uh, troubles by naming every single video calling site. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that you're using that as an opportunity, I think it really illustrates the importance, and this is to push uh, people from other dojos, you know, not not myself, but it really stresses the importance of the sensei that you have, um, because what you're, what you're essentially tuning in for because you don't have that feedback of, of having a training partner mm. um, and all that sort of thing. What you're actually paying for, when I use inverted commas there, mm. what you're actually paying for is, is the sensei's knowledge. And it's not until you take a, have to take a break from training or you don't get to go to the dojo or something like this happens with it and DEMFMIT where you actually realize how valuable the knowledge that your sensei has mm. is. And I think what that also does when you're not able to go to a dojo, um, I think there's an inherent sense of... I have to perform right now because I'm at the dojo and my sensei's watching me. But there's something about training virtually with your sensei where they say, okay, I need you to work on this, this, and this. Or maybe not, I'm going to teach you this, this, and this. You have... It it puts it on you to actually do the training between those sessions so they can see real tangible progress. Um, Because at the end of the day, for most people, you're paying for it anyway. So, you know, it it puts it on you again to um make sure that you're kind of one being respectful to your sensei by actually training um but two to get your money's worth and work on the things that that is being asked of you whereas in a normal dojo you know in a normal setting sorry training setting you can just you know i think everyone's done it to some extent where you maybe haven't practiced what you should have so you can do a quick glance left and right to get a gauge of the knowledge or the thing that you're expected to know um But yeah, I I guess my long-ass point is um, it's really put the trainer back in the driver's seat and made it as much as we can work on what we want to, it's made the students more accountable to their own training rather than me have to say, you know, why haven't you been working on this? Well, you should be working on that. Put Mm. them in the driver's seat and let them take charge of their training in the course of this lockdown. Mm. Um, And I think the results have been surprisingly really positive
0: yeah no that's really really good points but all of that is really good points I mean it's interesting because you know self motivation and things like that is a real challenge in terms of that sort of stuff Um, Mm. and like you say not having sense walking around physically there saying well do this and do this and stop doing that and put your foot like this and you know it's it separates the people who have a little bit of a hunger I can use that term, for the martial arts. I mean, um, there's a particular family that you know, are your students, the, Hub, uh, the I was going to say, Hub and the Tupman family, um, who I think exemplify that. I, I honestly, they're so, such amazing, um, dedicated practitioners. Good, a, a great um, advertisement, well, a great tohu or sign of the commitment that both you and Shehan Warren have put in, into them um and like i um, just for anyone if you're on facebook guys just punch in um is it backyard budo or budo backyard sessions
1: yeah i think it oh i should know this i made the page um yeah if you go to facebook and type in budo or backyard sessions mm. what we've done is we've started in, uh, a sort of in, well, a few weeks ago we started a a covid 19 driven initiative where basically if you find yourself training take a photo after the training or or record uh, just a fraction of what you're doing um, and upload it to the page and and the point of the page is not to you know again just like with our seminar we don't do it for money we don't do it for followers we don't do it for anything other than that communal that community spirit Of actually we're all in lockdown we're all we're all hungry for training and this is how just one way you you can help your sort of cohorts sort of stay motivated to train yeah, so if you just punch in Boodle Backyard Sessions, um, you'll see um, a lot of people posting up their trainings. In, in, and what it's also done for me is it's... Um, sorry to cut you off. Miserable. It's also, for me, added to my training where I go, oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I did not even think of that. Like, um, to do a shout-out, Jihan um, Senen, mm. um, Harry, I'm going to, in the next few days, do 100 kata based on a regime that he put together. Well, I mm. think he put together. Um, he certainly shared it, and so, you know, that's inspired me to work on something for my training. Yeah, you know, it's a test of of technical consistency, but also endurance and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah. So I'll be doing that in the next few days. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think you know, just like I mean, that's a great example of what we're talking about—the creativity people are coming up with. The Hundred Kata was an initiative that they do in Okinawa. That's where that's where it's kind of, I guess, most most famous—a Hundred Kudo Kata, mm. Hundred Karate Kata—and. Um, yeah, I, it, it, it's things like that that keep people, you know, open and awake and alive to what the training is. Uh, I I think that yeah, it's also been an opportunity to connect with people who don't, know people who live in remote areas. You know, I've got a, a friend of mine, Otori Mikol, who's um, um, a, a, a lovely supporter of um, lovely, a lovely, a great supporter of the podcast and. And all, all the stuff that I'm doing. Um, who is at a particular place, lives in a particular place in America. He's doing things like um, um, seeing how long he can do shikodachi and things like that, and challenging other martial artists to do the same. I mean, I don't know, bro. I just think that this is a this is an opportunity for positivity, and it's all about how we choose to frame it. Um, mm. uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting for me because. I guess I do so much training by myself and if, if I can say this without being coming across as arrogant as I feel saying it, so I do I, I would say 70% of my training by myself, um, the other 30% will be dojo training in terms of training with my students and peers and things like that so it hasn't it hasn't been a huge change, shift for me, but it has become it's a huge shift in the sense that I now have to share those methodologies you know look i have to get quite creative and i'm lucky in that i'm you know in a weird kind of way because i think in terms of karate have adhd i lose focus very very quickly Mm. and um, i prefer to um, change things up and i guess that's how i've kept my longevity i mean certainly that's why i've you know really enjoy the weapon work and things like that uh yeah but look i I mean, one of the things I'm really grateful for, for is um, having conversations with yourself um, on a regular basis, almost a daily basis. Sensei Mike Dombrowski, um, Chris Hansen sensei, you know, Bernardi sensei, um, you know, Jeff McDonald sensei. There's so many people out there that I've met through this podcast and I just said this online that I, that I just exactly the same as us bro you know like obviously different Mm -hmm. cultures and different geographical locations but i just wanting the best for people i wanting to give time and energy to this crazy passion of getting in PJs trying to punch kick strangle and sweep each other Mm. Mm. yeah so let me ask you a question go ahead no (laughs) I'm good, eh? I'm bloody oh, good. It's amazing. It was incredible. Um, I'm coming up to 100 podcasts, man. And so I'm going to get you on the 100th, 100th podcast. It's going to be me and you, since me and you kind of started this thing. It's going to be the end of season two. Season one started as an, as an idea on a, on a YouTube page, and I was proud of what I did. No one ever listened to it, but I was proud of what I did. And so I always call this one season two. Season three. Uh... I want to invite you to, to do the podcast with me, man. I want to, I want me and you to, to um, team up and start interviewing the people that we want to talk to, inspiring people. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I want to, I want to make it as bad as historical. Huh? there you go, you go. I think that um, you know, well, I, I love doing the Invisible Sensei podcast, but I also really enjoy um, hanging out. You know, what people should know about me and Josh, if you don't know, is that we've known each other since Josh was. How old are you? How old you? 24. No, 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 how old are you? Oh, when I... Probably, when I um, you were probably what? Eight, 7, 8? 7. Mm. Yeah. So I'm... Josh is 24 and I'm 48. So I'm that weird kind of sort of same age as his parents, uncle, but not because I'm less, way less mature than his, than him and his parents kind of guy, fella. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I enjoy what we do, bro. And I think that... The, I want to invite you to be a part of the, a regular part of the podcast because I, I think that you've got a great story. I think that creating a platform where we can do this together and interview people that interest us and and talk and things like that—it'd be really cool, bro. If you're keen, so I thought I'd put you in the middle of the podcast and throw
1: it. I just want to put out for yeah, no, I was going to say was just for historical context. This has never come up, so that's it's really nice of you. Um, but you know, I think every time I come on the podcast, it's a real—it's I, I consider it a real honor for you to talk to
0: me. Um, no, so said I. I consider everyone <laughs> of you too, so that makes two of us. You're just lucky. You're
1: just lucky. <laughs> so, but, you know, I think, um, I think for people that are probably listening right now have likely been here since the start, or have at least endeavoured to go back to the start and watch and listen. And one of the things you talked about a lot in the first few podcasts was that, you know, the whole meaning behind The Invisible Sensei, as far as I've digested it anyway, is that, you know, we all have that whether you're a sensei or not, we all have that voice in our head that sort of both encourages us and discourages us from training and and that little voice in our head that, that only we get to talk to. It, it, it helps us through those mental battles of I don't want to train today. Um, sometimes it, it makes us feel worse of those on those days where you say, oh, I don't want to train today and that voice is going, well, don't, just be lazy today. Mm. You know, we all have that voice that we're constantly wrestling with. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, the, the idea of that invisible sensei um, in your head or, or in your m- own mind um, is a real um, I think is the perfect analogy for what this whole podcast is about, it's like you know um, I what I find listening to your podcast, and I'm not just saying this because we're friends, you know, if we're, strange, if we're strangers I would have said the same thing you know, when I talk about the podcast to other people, it's like it's like get, being given the advice you didn't know you needed and it's like um having that conversation which i mean it's a podcast people that are listening we're not talking to you right now you know but you feel like you're part of a bigger conversation and and those things where you go you know what i really thought i was alone in thinking that i really thought i was the only one that showed up to a cold dojo and no one's shown up or I, I was i've never felt i didn't think anyone else felt like they went to a class and didn't learn anything or they learned too much and it was overwhelming so this podcast for me is is more than just you know conversations it's like you know We get to, I especially being part of it sometimes is I get to sometimes talk to you about real problems and 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 I just sort of like jump into it, knowing or hoping that other people are going to resonate with it at home and Mm. the support that you are that the following that you you're gaining, yeah I think I think is is not only well deserved but it's actually all you, bro. I I I appreciate you saying that. I've been a part of it, for which I, I I'd like to think I've helped in some way, but. Yeah, that's all you, bro. It's all you. And yeah. I think whatever season three has to offer, I think it's going to just explode for you. And I'm really happy for you.
0: Well, I mean, I think, and I appreciate what you say that too, bro, but I, to be totally honest, I mean, I'm just keen to, I'm also I'm also a fan in the sense that I want to hear what you come up with. You're a great communicator. And um, one of my best friends, you know, probably one of my closest friends. And um, I'm keen to see what you, because you've got an entirely... We've got we're very similar in some ways, but in other ways, you've got an entirely different take on things, which is really interesting mm. and is always really insightful. So I'm keen for us to divide up some. some we sit down, and do some dream guests, bro, and we just we just um, knock them down one at a time, all together. What I'm thinking is that we'll yep. do it in a way where you have a list of people that you want to interview and I can come in as support for that or um, that you know we we just continue to do but I think that the neck for me I want to say to the people who listen to this podcast I mean um, josh is an exemplary martial artist um, a great man an indigenous brother um, and yeah and and um, I hope that you'll be as you'll be as opening as kind to uh, Josh as you have been to me I'm looking forward to the next season we're coming up to the 100th so I'm just going to hold my finger up to you okay look at me look at me shh, shh no words no words don't say anything now don't say anything now okay shh 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 shh, shh. I want you to shh I just want you to to on that I just wanted to mull on that I want you to I don't want you to say yes now yes I do I do want you to say yes now but um I wanted to do this in a way that would um, one ensure that you could not say um, no without looking like a dick so have a think <laughs> on it but yeah
1: sh- well let's hang up and then i'll give you my
0: answer <laughs> <laughs> all right guys hey look um, we're gonna jump off now because um yeah josh it's getting a little bit emotional um, but thanks for your thoughts today, bro. I'm looking forward to what the future holds for us and, and great work and love and respects to all my shinja kai whānau, um, and to, of course, to the Scanlans. Um And, yeah, bro, let's, let's um, get off the line so you can start swearing at me.
1: We'll, we'll see you on 100,
0: eh? Yeah. Okay, guys, um, have a... I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget you can get at me on Instagram. It's just Invisible Scentsy on Instagram. Uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is uh, Tuare Dawson, the inner dojo. Sensei Tuare Dawson, the inner dojo. And also on our Facebook page, the Invisible Sensei Podcast. Keen to hear your thoughts. Hope you're well. And keep training. Take care, guys.